Johnny Jobs that blew right by me. Mama curling up beside me, crying to herself. Why can't Daddy just come home? Forget whatever he did wrong. He's in a hotel all alone, and we need him. A dreamsicle on a summer oh. night in a morning hotel. I'm still packing up. Good morning. How's everyone doing? What a fantastic morning. So excited to be doing this with you guys love it all right um i made coffee i just i i set up all the live streams they were looking good i didn't need to be stressed out i ran to go make coffee and i made cold brew concentrate i told you guys that um and i fucking uh decided not to uh dilute it with water today i was like yeah just let's go straight at the concentrate and uh man Bad decision by me. Good morning to everyone. We got uh, Josh, Steve, Abe, Jill, Norm. Josh, don't forget the intro. Osborne, welcome to the morning show. It's uh, bite-sized bits of everything I enjoy. It's American geography. It's American history. It's American towns. It's morning. Say hi. Good morning, everyone. Jake's. Yep, that's the new intro. Whenever you walk in, you have good morning. Jake just came in. Uh, and uh, it's baseball and all that stuff. So music, books, baseball. You guys get it. Thanks for reminding me of the intro, Josh. Woo! Little Jason Isbell on on the on the tunes. I like Jason Isbell. Every now and then I play a band that I like, and someone in the comments will be like, "This is trash music." You say it about Jason Isbell. You're wrong. It's a yes or a no. He's good. Sorry about it. Uh. <clears throat> Let's see. In Periscope, we got B Mats, we got Kyle, we got T Miller. In Facebook, Facebook crew, I missed you yesterday. It just straight up didn't work. We got Todd Father, Mike, Jonathan Kraus. Kraus is a last name that's near and dear to me. My favorite kindergarten teacher, my favorite teacher, and one of my best friends that I played hockey with. Last name Kraus. So how about that? Um, yeah. So thanks uh, for joining. I'm excited. I've been in a good mood lately. Fantasy baseball yesterday. Baseball's coming back. Sports are coming back. I thought this was going to be a high-stress week. The first two days of the week went incredibly low stress. So I'm 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 pumped, man. Tomorrow's gonna to be tomorrow's gonna to be a big, anxious, anxiety-ridden day. Baseball's back. I am excited. All right, let's get to the town. Uh the town and the player today. I froze on my own stress. That's weird. Uh, what happened here? Let's see. It says that I'm no longer sending any video to you guys. Does that add up? What happened here? Okay, we're just going to rebuild it one piece at a time. That doesn't like that. Is it like this? No. Okay. Uh, you have my audio still? Interesting. Super interesting. So for the podcast people, I don't really know what just happened. You know what happened? I said it was a no stress day and they were like, what are you dumb? Think we're not going to stress you out? Okay, bit by bit, we're building this back up. Now I have the border, 
end the that other thing. Um, okay, wait. Now you have me. It seems like it seems like now we're good. Okay, seems like everything's back to normal now. No idea what the fuck that was, but we did it. We all were part of it. We escaped it, and the good vibes are back, and everyone is excited. Uh, the town today, I'm really excited about. Yeah, we could blame it on Jake. He did walk through. He was bringing good energy, though, so I'm not going to do that. Um, 14% on my battery. That's a bummer. Need to fix that. The town today is awesome. I don't know if it was recommended. I think it was just a random town, and I'm starting to get incredibly... Just kind of like, holy shit, is every town cool? Because we're stumbling upon random towns, and there's always an awesome tidbit about that town. So let's move on. I think we're all set up, and we're back, and we're good to go. The town today is Bannock, Montana. Bannock, Montana. So first thing I did when I was like, all right, Bannock, Montana. Let's check this shit out. What's it all about? And I went to the Google Map Machine. And it's, it's like tiny in the middle of, it looked like a park. So I was like, just on this view, like not the satellite view, just the, the map view. Uh, I was like, what is this? It's just one street in the middle of a park and there's campgrounds. So I thought maybe that was a grassy area. And then I click satellite view and it's nothing but mountains. And the town is one street. Basically, there's a river and then there's one street, Bannock Road. They made another Bannock Road to go up the hills and and go past Main Street. So no one lives here anymore. It's a ghost town and it's supposedly haunted as well. I don't care about the haunted part. I, I like deserted towns, but this is really cool. So I'm going to nerd out and you guys are going to be with me or not with me. I have like a lot of notes on the town. And I found this drone footage brought to you by Eric Dirks. So we'll watch the drone footage, and it, it just flies over the one part of town. I'll tell you what I learned. Bannock is a ghost town in Beaverhead County, Montana. Founded in 1862, the town contemporarily operates as a national historic landmark and is managed by the state of Montana. It was named after the local Bannock Indians. It was the site of a major gold discovery in 1862, so it's a little gold town like Deadwood. Um, but this one just kind of never flourished. You know, you got Deadwood in, in the Dakota's territory, which basically was one street and then a bunch of mines and stuff. And this is just a one-street town. Um, where is it? At its, at its peak, this town that we're flying over, at its peak, it had a population of 10,000 people, but it was extremely remote. It was only connected to the rest of the world by the Montana Trail. Um, there were three hotels, three bakeries, three blacksmiths, two stables, two meat markets, a grocery store, a restaurant, a brewery, a billiard hall, and four saloons. So not like Deadwood. Deadwood had like 20 saloons. Though all of the businesses were built of logs, some had de decorative false fronts. And now if you go there, there's 60 historic log and brick buildings, which is what we just flew over that you can go see and basically just, like, see what it was like back in the late 1800s in a gold rush town. It's kind of untouched, and they've maintained it well. In 1960, it became a national park. So it's almost, you know, it had been a national park for 
near as long as it was an uh, an operational town. It's been a national park for uh, 60 years now. I don't know how long it operated as a fully functioning town with a population. And uh, this is what blew my fucking mind when I did research. I apologize about swearing. My mom says that I don't say the F word in person, but I always say it on the morning show. She wonders why. I'm wondering the same thing. Um, Every year during the third weekend of July, which is this weekend, right? Or was it last weekend? This weekend, last weekend. Uh, It was last weekend, but still so close that this randomly popped up. During the third weekend of July, they have Bannock Days where people can go to this park. And they say no one really visits this national park, but they have Bannock Days where uh, everyone just acts like it's uh, 1860. And it's like uh, when they reenact the Civil War. They do that in this town. They organize an event that attempts to revive the times when Bannock was a boom town, reenacting the day-to-day lives of the miners who lived there during the gold rush. There's an old, an authentic, old-fashioned breakfast is served in the hotel, and they do all this stuff. So it's this weekend or last weekend. I don't know, but pretty crazy timing. And cool, if it wasn't in the middle of Montana and I live in New York, I'd check it out. You'd have to mix some other things into the, into the mix. Wonder how boring Bannock days get after like lunch. It's like, man, people were bored back in the day. Oh, a little shootout. Oh, guys, that guy got fake hit in the arm. If you're in a fake shootout for show and you're the first person to fake get hit. Oh, I was going to say that's loserish, but I think that's what I'd do. I think I'd fake get hit like right away and then just be growling the whole time. Yeah, this town's awesome. Uh, A gold rush boom town that's well-preserved, and you can just walk around and see how the buildings were. Like, look at this shit. It's right up my alley. I'm into it. Hard into it. It's also, like, supposedly, like, ghosts are there, and there's this one video I watched where this dude... It's like classic ghost video. Scared by an actual ghost, Bannock, Montana. And he says, like, all right, so he's there. He's there with a little ghost detecting detection monitor thing, right? So he's there to find ghosts. So you think he'd be excited when he finds a ghost, but watch what happens. And I, I don't know, man. He's deleting all the comments. He's like, oh, I control the comment section, so if you say this isn't real, I'm just going to delete your comment. Those are the rules. That's what he said in the comments, but let's see if I have the volume. Watch this. Now that you want us to leave. There's people outside. You sure? Let me see. Is that just hot voice? At least I think. Yeah, it's just the echoing. There's the man right there. It's the grandparents with their two grandkids. Yeah, that was kind of freaky, but I could kind of tell it was coming from outside. Okay, just a second. Scotty, there's somebody down there. Just don't freak out. Don't freak out. Scotty! It's all right. I saw somebody down there. It's all right. right. No. Let's go. Scotty. Come on. They were looking up. I didn't watch watch this with full volume last night because I was in bed. 
Katie was sleeping. So I just Let's go. I, <laughs> when I watched this last night doing prep, I just saw it. I didn't wasn't listen. I didn't know his voice goes so high. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, so uh, if you want to stage a ghost sighting, it's the it's the fucking perfect place to do it. You say the ghost was looking up at you through this hole, so obviously we couldn't get it on camera. Um, oh, I gotta watch that again. His voice is crazy. Stop! Don't let down there, Okay, just a second. Don't let somebody down there. Just don't freak out. <laughs> don't freak out. Scott. It's all right. Scott, I saw somebody down there. It's all right. Right. No. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, you went Come there to see ghosts. Come on. They were looking up. It's all right. It's fucking wearing ghost detection equipment. Oh, man. That's great. That's great. Um, it's like going to an amusement park, buying an all-day pass, and then going on one roller coaster and being like, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> Dude, you went there searching for a ghost. All right. That's Bannock. Um, that's Bannock, Montana. And that's all I have to say about that. Next up, we got baseball player of the day, Marty Marion, which was a suggestion, and I need to find out who to shout him out, but I don't have the sheet up in front of me right now. So I'm going to find it, but sometimes Google Chrome and my Google Sheets don't get along because we have so much info in there. What number episode of Morning is this? Request access? No, thank you. This is a bummer. Whoever, whoever suggested this, what hellish work I'm going through to find your name. Got to re-sign into an email that... I forget the password too. Um, well, fuck it, dude. I can't figure it out. I'll shout you out next show. Unless my laptop will run. Google Sheets better. Google Sheets, morning show. Come on. Come on. Get us there. Go to the July tab. If that happens, it happens. If not, I'll get you tomorrow. Marty Marion is the baseball player of the day. 31.4% 31 war he accrued in his time uh, playing. He pretty good. His uh, nicknames were Slats and the Octopus or Mr. Shortstop because he was tall and lengthy at shortstop. They'd never seen it before. Um, Mr. Shortstop's a great nickname. You know, before Ozzie Smith, he was regarded as like the best defensive is the guard is the best defensive shortstop of his time, and look at all the uh, accolades he got. MVP voting in one, two, three, four, five, six consecutive seasons, from uh, age twenty four to twenty nine, he got MVP votes. He won an MVP, and it's the least impressive MVP to ever be won, because he basically won it for his defense. Uh, the the. The stats on this are kind of, I don't know, just different. You know, I'm not going to critique the olden ways and, and their way of thinking or anything. It's just different than now. Like, Marty Marion, is that how you say it anyway? People going to be mad at me? Marion? Uh, he won the MVP with 190 votes. 
beating out Bill Nicholson by one vote in 1944. But his stats, he had a 267 batting average. Um, he had a 267 batting average, a 324. He only had a 686 OPS. I mean, I Stan Musial hit 347 with a 440 on base percentage. Dixie Walker hit 357 with a 434 on base percentage. Stan Musial had a 990 OPS compared to Marty's 686. But I wonder, I mean, Stan was on the same team. What's that all about? Whatever. That's how they did it back then. But I think statistically it's the least impressive MVP winner ever. Although, um, blanking on his name, uh, Kurt Gibson, he won MVP basically on, like, leadership more than stats comparatively whenever that happened. So the the interesting stuff about Marion is, let me find it. Oh, wow, we just shut the other door. It really changed my ears. Um, oh, Marty, they say he is a descendant of, you ready for this? You guys are going to love it. He's a descendant of Francis Marion, a Revolutionary War guerrilla fighter known as the Swamp Fox, the guy that part of Mel Gibson's character in The Patriot was based off of. That's cool. So we got some a good line of ancestors here. Yesterday we had uh, Robert the Bruce, and today we got uh, whatever, Francis the Swamp Fox. Uh, he is the father of the player's pensions plan. Yesterday the suggested player of the day, he got them, uh, he fought the reserve clause and ended up losing. Today, we have the guy who helped MLB players get their pension plan. Why does it... I'm still trying to find out who suggested this, and it's still just not working. So I'm still going there. If you're in the chat, speak up. Uh, um, he was considered one of the most friendly guys in the league. Everyone says, uh, you know, they loved him. He came in right after the, gas, the Gaslight Gang left. Um, the pension plan was funded by contributions from players and owners, plus a share of broadcasting rights fees for the all-star game and world series. So when they came to the, the league with the players union said, we want these, they were actually light and the players and the, the owners were like, all right, yeah, we don't care. We'll give you a pension plan. So the players contributed, the, um, owners contributed, and then, a share of broadcasting rights fees from the All-Star Game and the World Series would go to retired baseball players um, as the pension plan. The pension plan, that deal was, like, not thought of as amazing at the time, but because they had the broadcasting rights in there, it became huge. It was uh, the prize benefit and continuing source, and it was a continuing source of friction with the owners. 20 years later... When Marvin Miller was elected executive director of the Players Association, he found that the pension plan was the member's number one concern because as TV money swelled, the fund, the ballplayers' pension, grew to be the most generous outside of a corporate executive suite, although Latter-day players refused to share the increases with those of Marty's generation who had laid the foundation. So it's making tons of money. It's like the story about the, the when the ABA merged with the NBA and the owners of that, the owners of that team were like, yeah, you can – 
dissolve our team, but we want one, we want 0.1 or 1% of all future TV rights. And then basketball went crazy. And those guys became like billionaires eight times over from that deal. So get, uh, get TV rights. That's also why they think the chiefs can pay so much money right now because NFL is about to get a new contract with the networks and they think it's going to be even bigger and bigger and bigger. But, uh, yeah, Marty. Oh, I have it on my laptop. Let's see. This was suggested by Charles Molay or Moley, M-O-L-E-Y. So thank you, Charles. There's a lot of cool stuff on Marty. Like, clearly he won MVPs. He's a huge, big name. Um, I think the pension plan is probably the coolest thing. What was his postseason numbers? Let's take a peek. Let's take a peek at his postseason numbers. Playoff numbers, 231 batting average, 294. But again, like, there was a World Series in 1946 where they won it, and he only got, you know, he didn't hit well, but they said he was like a standout because of his glove. Won three World Series, 42, 44, 46. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, man, they shut the door to the studio number one because they're prepping Jake's morning show. That's the AC source. Now it's f- so hot in here. Uh, just, just smoked up. Sup, Cuddy? How you doing? Anyway, that's all I got. Oh, I don't say it. Anyway, that's that's the rest. So here comes the fun part. And that's all I have to say about that. Books. Everyone's favorite section, the book section, where I talk about a book. I still think this probably throws people for a loop every time that don't aren't regulars to morning. Oh, did I also do the reminder that this, if you watch on YouTube, uh, it is migrating after this week to a new, new new YouTube channel just dedicated the morning. I just put the link in the YouTube chat. If you're watching on Periscope, Facebook, or the podcast apps, that doesn't affect you. It'll be on the same place for you. But if you watch on YouTube and you're in the chat and you hang out, YouTube chat's a lot of fun. It's moving there, so go subscribe there. Next week, it'll be there. And I think uh, when we go onto the new channel, I will wear my new Taurus hat. Sands sweat stains. Although someone did comment on Twitter that the sweat stains line up perfectly with the mountains. And it looks like I just continued the mountain range on my head. And that's pretty pretty badass. And maybe we'll say I did do this. Death of a salesman. You guys read this? I feel like this is another book. I felt I felt like I'd talked about this before, but I checked the full list of everything we've talked about and it hasn't come up. So Rob says, Rob donated $2. Book segment. A lot of people do. Oh, I went black again. I wonder if this has to do with them setting up Wirecast in the next thing. What are you doing? Okay. Um, Do I have to rebuild this again? I don't understand how this is happening. You guys can still (laughs) hear me, but it's just going black. Okay. Interesting. Now we have that. Now, can I send that over? No. Okay. Can I send this over? Interesting. We're all very interested in why this keeps happening on the video feed. Everyone. We overcame it damn well last time. So I think we just give it hell again. Okay. One step better. Okay. All right. Are we back? We fucking did it. Wow. We did it. I mean, just great perseverance out of us today. 
Throw more shit my way, technology. Kicking your ass. I'm defeating you. All right, death of a salesman. Talk about being defeated. Death of a salesman is a play. Really quick read. If you're younger, if you're in high school or like uh, haven't gone into the career world and tried to find a job, I suggest reading it before and then reading it after and seeing if your mindset changes. Because I remember reading this when I was young, and I just thought, I just thought Willie was a dumb dad. I didn't see any. I didn't have any sympathy for him. Nothing. Just thought he was a dummy that cheated on his wife and was a dick to his son and bad guy. And then you grow up and you reread it a little bit and he's still all those things, but you have a little more sympathy and you see where things went wrong and how he had abandonment issues. And really what this book is about, and it's a little bit like Great Gatsby in that way, is that the American dream can be a a terrible drug for people that think they know the recipe of how to achieve it and they think they know the result that recipe offers and then they run that recipe through their life and it does not offer that result. And um, the supposed American dream that they, that they think, you know, popularity really matters. Um, just shutting up, grinding, getting the work matters, appeasing the bosses and doing better matters. Having your firstborn son be in, do your legacy and then he's going to go be in your same footprints. It's like, you know, all that shit. It's like... Uh, Nah, not good. But yeah, I mean, if you read a play, if anyone's never read a play, it's just straight dialogue. So they go by, like, super quick. Like, you probably read this in a sitting. Or you could just go to YouTube. I bet they there's, there's versions of it on YouTube. But I do think it's interesting. Like, zero sympathy, and then still kind of a dick. I mean, cheated on his wife and let his son find out, and that's probably about as terrible as you can do. Uh, but a little more sympathy of understanding how life can just weigh you down. But he had the wrong idea. Death of a salesman. Good little play. So hot in this office. What are we at? 9.30 exactly? Boom. I'm getting redder and sweatier as we go. Oh, Llewellyn just joined the Periscope. Llewellyn, I'm just about to end, but it's always a pleasure to see your name pop up on my feed. Uh, All right. I think I'm out. I'm going to go, uh, oh, Luke, producer Luke passed me a note. Um, we played the game GeoGuessr, Luke, Caitlin, and I, two nights ago. Uh, yeah, two nights ago. And it, it just drops you on a random place in uh, in the world, like on the Google Street View where you click around. And, um, and then you have to guess where you are. So we were someplace, Katie thought it was uh, California. I thought it was Middle America. And then we just kept clicking, and I was like, click, we'll find a sign soon. We'll find a sign soon. Sometimes you find signs, and it's the town name, and you're like, I don't know where that town is. So it doesn't really help. But sometimes you run into a a sign, and you run into Ogallala, Nebraska, and you're like, we did that on the show. The morning tourists took a tour of Ogallala. Remember, the roads smelled like they were paved with cow shit, and I spent a night there, and I got scared. Well, so we, we got that GeoGuessr, like, we were within, like, 100 yards. Well, is fun. If I ever had more time, I would live stream me playing GeoGuessr because I think it's a fun time. But I don't have time to do that, maybe in the off season. But anyway, uh, Josh said, Jimmy, you didn't talk about the shows coming out today. I didn't, and that's my bad because sequence, I missed it yesterday. The full episode, 
is now on uh, any podcast app, and the full episode is on its own sequence YouTube channel. We're still going to post the at-bat clips, like the 10-minute at-bat clips to the main channel, but if you want the full conversation Trevor has with these dudes, um, like Yelich had like an hour-long conversation with him uh, that was amazing about Barry Bonds and stuff, that's going to go like just on the full podcast, and just the clips are going to go on the YouTube channel. So, But Dallas Braden... There's a clip on the YouTube channel that's it just made me cry this morning. I'm a big morning cry guy. Give me happy chills. Give me something like, you know, um, you know, uh, sappy tears. But Dallas Braden just searching for his grandma in the crowd after he throws his perfect game and then them embracing. Man, that is heartwarming stuff. So I, so he talks about that with Trev. He, he also talks about how he did, had the count wrong on the last pitch of the at-bat. Go watch that clip on sequence. It's amazing. And if you want to listen to the whole episode, you can go to Sequence YouTube channel or, or any podcast app. Talking Baseball came out. We did a whole season preview. So, you know, the concept of the show is if you have friends that aren't tuned in, they know nothing about the new rules, the new leagues, 60 games, 40 in division, 20 out. Send them there. They'll be completely caught up. And then we gave some opinions along the way. Uh, Pinstripe Strong came out with a the show. They're always having a blast talking about Yankee stuff. And John Boy and Jake Radio comes out in half hour. We will be live on the John Boy and Jake TV YouTube and we're running a test run of Wake and Jake uh, today in a little bit. So, boom. That's everything. I'm going to go back to the Jason Isbell song, and we're going to play that out. Thank you very much for joining me. Drew Creaseman in the Periscope. What up, Drew? Rocks. Go check them out. Go check out Creaseman in the Rockies. they got a bar in Colorado now. That's awesome. All right. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. I'll be back tomorrow. And I think it's going to be a very, very exciting day.